back to the Orlicler podcast. It has been a couple of weeks. I think it's only been two, but it feels like so much longer. I feel like I've lost the knack of speaking to my laptop and doing this podcast, but we're slowly getting back into it. It's been a mental one. So last time we spoke, I talked about my holiday in Las Vegas and turning 26. I still tell people that I'm 25. I, yeah, hasn't really sunk in that I'm now 26 and heading towards my 30s, but we've still got a lot of time left in our 20s, still lots of things to come, and I'm going to drag it out as long as I can and not rush myself into the next decade. But yeah, we spoke about Las Vegas last time, and since then I have just got back from Marrakesh in Morocco. So we spent the Easter bank holiday weekend in Marrakesh, and we have lots to talk about. So, just to recap, and I'll tell you all about my holiday. So, Marrakesh has been on my list for a very long time. Um, More so recently, I would say, with more and more people kind of going there, and it's just looking amazing, and it just looks so different. I think that's what really drew me to it is that it's definitely not like the rest of Europe that we went on trips to Europe last year to Berlin, Vienna, Paris and they're quite all similar and you know what to expect when you go there you know what European people are like the way things are in western eastern Europe and I just knew that Marrakesh was going to be so so different and like a culture shock and that's what I wanted like I wanted to see this new part of the world that I'd never ever experienced before and let me tell you it was it was a huge culture shock it was manic like it was just chaos to be honest and it was overwhelming but it was overwhelming on the first day we arrived because it was just something I'd never seen before and had never been exposed to but once that initial shock of like all these people everywhere and like coming up to you all the time and just the small streets and the cars and the traffic and it's just it is chaos literal chaos that the next few days were actually really really nice and I really really loved Marrakesh and I think with Marrakesh especially because it is so just much in your face and so overwhelming I think it would take you a few days to kind of settle in get your burdens and then know what you want to go do and what you want to go see so like I said to my boyfriend we were walking around and I was kind of like I have really enjoyed my trip but I think I would want to come back and I would know then what to do and where to book places to go and what to see and I think it really does take you a few days like a first trip to kind of get your lay of the land and suss out what things are like what people are like and really take it all in and then the next time you come you can be like okay I want to go here I want to see this and you already know what to expect so I think it was really really overwhelming but in a good way that it was complete culture shock. It was so, so different and it's just amazing to be able to travel to somewhere new and to experience these things. Like we literally landed on the Friday, on Good Friday, and I was just kind of mind blown that I was like, okay, a few hours ago we were in London and now we are in Africa, like on the African continent. And I just find it so mind blowing that you literally go up in the air on a plane and then come down in a few hours and you're so you're somewhere so so different and I just love it like it's I think travel is the best thing in the world like amazing and I just wish I could do it full-time I want to be a full-time traveler I want to be a globe trotter I want to be an explorer and yeah I think this the most recent trip to Marrakesh has definitely made me want to like be a full-time traveler and I just wish I could make that happen and I could just 
go my private jet, just fly around the world, travel around the world for like a living or something. Like that would be insane. But yeah, unfortunately, we're not all Paris Hilton, so we can't do that. But yeah, Marrakesh was insane. That is like the only way I can describe it. And we didn't have things booked. We thought we would just kind of rock up and see what we wanted to do. And it turns out that was probably the not the best decision because a lot of the places that we ended up wanting to go to were booked up and had no reservations. So there were a few restaurants we didn't get into. We didn't get into the YSL Museum. We did manage to get into the gardens next door on our last morning. So that was really nice. Uh, went to like, there's a YSL shop and gallery and stuff in there. So and the memorial to YSL is also in there too. But we also did the Atlas Mountains. So we booked a day trip through like a TripAdvisor website. I think it was only like 30 to 40 pounds. It is quite cheap over in Marrakesh, the exchange rate. And we got picked up at 9am from our Riyadh. And then we went to the Atlas Mountains, did a little hour and a half, like 90 minute hike. And it was steep. Like I will say, I did struggle at this very start. And then you have to go across these rickety bridges that have like no sides and there's nothing to hold on to. So it was quite fun, quite nervous as well. So I wasn't in any like hiking gear or anything, but we got to go around there and learn about the Berber village and the Berber people. Um, we got to see them making Moroccan hair oil and different things. We were welcomed into like a little women's refuge hut where they make all the Moroccan cosmetics, which is really, really nice. We went to someone's house for lunch, traditional Moroccan lunch, which was amazing. And then we ended up with a camel ride. So I can officially say that I have ridden a camel in the desert which was a very much a highlight of the whole trip and I loved it. It was very fun. So I can, yeah, I can now say I've been on the back of a camel, which is quite a fun thing to be able to say. So Marrakesh is laid out in basically like two different areas. I would say I could be quite wrong, but there's like the old Marrakesh where we stayed. So we stayed in a Riyadh down all these little alleys. It was, you couldn't, I couldn't direct you to it. It was really hidden and it's just this one front door and you go in and then it's like you're literally transported in this tranquil space it's incredible and the Riyads have swimming pools in the middle of the courtyards inside and yeah stunning they're not the best like soundproof wise it was quite noisy but it was just so peaceful once you left the streets of Marrakesh like it was so busy, so dusty, so like deserty outside. And then once you stepped in, it was like a whole new world. It was like a spa. And then Marrakesh also has this more modern area. So it's like the new area that the king built only like 10, 20 years ago. But you've got the Nobu Hotel. You've got all these fancy like sparklers, kind of bars, nightclubs, hotels. La Mamunia is over there. We went there. We went there on our second day to check it out. It is where Anna Delvey stayed, if you remember the Anna Delvey documentary on Netflix. And it's a very, very expensive hotel, very, very posh. You can't take any photographs or anything of the hotel respecting the guests. And yeah, we had a little Diet Coke in there, but very, very fancy. So it literally is polar opposites. Like the contrast between the new area and the old Marrakesh where we stayed is insane. But the main square in Marrakesh where all the markets are and this is where you go to the bazaars, the souks and the markets are crazy. Like, you, oh my God, there's so many alleyways, so many stalls, you will get lost. We got lost so many times that they seem never ending. Like every time you turn a corner, they're st you're still indoors in these markets and you just can't find your way out. But the main market square where all the food is, so you walk through 
and every person from every stall stops you like in your tracks like completely blocks your way and says you know come eat here come see my stall and you're like no no it's fine and they will keep badgering you like no come you come you have to come see come eat here and you kept like every time you moved forward like the next stall there was someone else waiting for you to like to come after you and try and draw you in so that was our first night which was really really intense I didn't like it but you kind of just got used to it just had to say like no thank you I'm not hungry and they would always always say you hungry later you come back tomorrow you're like yeah, yeah yeah okay whatever but it is very very intense so that's one thing to be mindful for if you're ever going to Marrakesh and during the day you will find monkeys snakes on the ground so you'll have the traditional Marrakesh Moroccan music being played and it kind of hypnotizing these snakes and it's oh it is mental like it's so so mental so yeah that's all I will say there's a lot of like horses and things it does smell a bit where the horses are like stationed the horses and carts but otherwise we had a really good experience we didn't there was nothing like scary or like unsafe at all our whole time we were there um, like we walked back to our Riyadh at night time like one in the morning and it was absolutely fine they do tell you not to walk through the alleys at night or anything but where we were it was quite well lit up and we did get a lot of taxis around the city and yeah I just had a really really good time and I really do want to go back luckily it was around 27 28 degrees up to 30 on our last day so it wasn't overly hot that we couldn't like walk around and enjoy ourselves so that was quite nice um yeah I had a really really nice time and it was just so good like go somewhere completely new that I had never been to before didn't know what to expect and experience like a brand new culture and like a way of life so yeah would definitely definitely recommend Marrakesh for a little weekend adventure and to take a trip up to the Atlas Mountains go on that camel ride and just enjoy yourself and it's very very fun and also book in advance I would book all the restaurants in advance before you go so I got back from Marrakesh on Monday. I'm recording this on Wednesday when this is going live. And I am now packing for Spain. I'm going to Spain at six o'clock on Friday morning. I just got back from Vegas like a week ago. Honestly, it's all turning into one. I have been on Friday morning. I will have been to three airports in like the space of like 10 days in London, which is just mad. But I'm going to Magaluf for a hen weekend this weekend. And I'm so excited. I've never been to Magaluf. I've been to Spain I think twice two different places and yeah I have no idea what to expect like I've heard so many stories people have been telling me their own Magaluf stories what they used to get up to and what they have experienced and where I should go what I should do but yeah it's going to be a fun girls weekend and I'm going to be there with my best friends so it's going to be very very fun and I'm really looking forward to letting my hair down for the weekend relaxing probably drinking too much and I will probably come back next podcast and tell you about my heart playing up and having stomach issues and all that good stuff that comes with me drinking but anyway we persevere and we'll have a really good time. And I also wanted to talk about what I've been taking in the lead up to the hen party so boys if you're listening I apologize but this is period chat so I'll be very very quick basically I am due on my period on Friday that we go on this holiday and it is a beach holiday like we have we're staying at a hotel that has pools and like even has I think slides and everything all the works so I did not want to be on my period when I'm away and just suffering from cramps suffering from like bad mood and I take really really bad cramps especially the first day of my period 
So I remember my cousin like years ago took these tablets that kind of delayed her period when she was going on holiday and basically it just kind of prolongs you not having a period and then once you come off the tablets then you get your period. So I was intrigued, went to the pharmacy, they told me to ring my GP, rang my GP, had a consultation and asked me lots of questions and then prescribed me these tablets. So you take them three days before you're due on your period. So I have been taking them since yesterday, you take them twice a day, and then you go on your holiday, and then when you come back, you stop taking them. All fine, took two yesterday, I took one this morning. Like, hopefully it works. We won't know until Friday comes along. They're not 100% accurate that they work all the time, but hopefully it works. I don't take my period on Friday. But the one thing is that she asked me, like, when am I doing my period? So I'm due on Friday. How long am I going away for? until Monday and then I come off them like straight away so doing the math in my head I'm like okay Friday to Monday that's two a day that's eight tablets plus then the three days before that's six tablets so all in all it should be 14 tablets so I rock up to the pharmacy ask for my prescription and he hands me 90 tablets nine zero and I'm thinking well what am I meant to be doing with all the rest of these 70 odd tablets so yeah, I'm sitting here with, I will, well, I will be sitting with over 70 of these tablets left over, which I will have no use for. And I'm really just quite confused. But anyway, I'm telling you about my, my tablets that I'm taking. We'll see, I'll report back next time to see if they actually worked. Here's hoping that they do, and I don't get my period this weekend. But yeah, here's hoping. And other than that, I realized that I have chatted a long time about my holidays and everything coming up, but I, I'm like so out of whack, so out of a routine because obviously I was in Vegas for a while, then I was away at Easter weekend, I'm away this weekend, my boyfriend's away all week this week and then next week is our first week like back in London with no plans, nothing at all for the weekend and then the weekend after we're away again, the weekend after that we're away again, the weekend after that we're away again for a wedding so it's, it's chaos like coming up as well. So we have one weekend next weekend to do nothing and like prep, get ourselves ready for the next three weeks where we're away. And then I think we have a bit of downtime. I don't think so because we've got Amsterdam coming up in June. My mom and dad are here in June. My mom's birthday in June. It's so much coming up, but I want to get back into routine because I haven't been eating well. I haven't been reading that much. I haven't been exercising. I just... I feel like I'm all over the place. Our flat is a tip all the time because we're always coming and going or like packing, unpacking, doing washes. Like there's always just so much going on and I just don't feel settled at the moment and I just need to get back into routine. So when I get back from Magaluf, I'm starting a 90 day challenge. So it's 90 days until we go to America in July for our East Coast road trip. And that's what I'm gonna count down to. So I'm gonna do my 90 day challenge where I like do maybe like 10,000 steps a day. I go to the gym once a day. I make my own packed lunch. I drink two liters of water. I take multivitamins. I just get myself back to a routine and like back in some sort of motion because I'm so out of whack. It's unbelievable. I haven't been reading that much, which you know is not me. And yeah, I seem to get back into some sort of mem- momentous, momentous, is that a word? A routine of some sort that, yeah, I can stick to. And that gets me back on track because I'm ordering McDonald's and eating out all the time and not making time to cook. And I'm just all over the place, to be quite honest. So I'm very excited to get back and get back into 
a routine and get back to being me. But on to the actual subject of this podcast. I wanted to talk today about chasing a time and a place. The inspiration for this podcast basically came from my time in Liverpool in February and I went with my two best friends who I'm also going on the hem again with this weekend. We did a little reunion, a little mini Hindu for my friend in Liverpool and it just got me thinking because I've been back to Liverpool a few times since I left after uni and moved to New York and it just isn't the same and it's so so hard like obviously we moved back well I moved back with my boyfriend after we got back from New York and I dragged him to Liverpool because you know Liverpool's the best place on earth and we were working remotely it was Covid and I think that was a different time as well for Liverpool because I dragged him back to what was Liverpool when I left in 2019 and I was now in a Covid Liverpool where everything was closed but then they were trialing things in Liverpool and like Liverpool was the first place to open and have these events and do these things and it was just a really really weird time where Liverpool was open for like Christmas shopping but Manchester wasn't so people that were driving down the motorway from Manchester to Liverpool were getting like stopped and fined and turned around it's just it was a mad mad time but yeah we lived there for like six months during lockdown and it was still lockdown whenever we left to do our little Covid road trip and I've been back once or twice since and I go back to like my same places like my bars I used to go to clubs restaurants and yeah it just isn't the same anymore and it doesn't feel the same anymore and then when we were there in February we went back to our old our old haunts and it yeah it really didn't feel the same even walking around Liverpool didn't feel the same it just didn't feel like the same city anymore and I think when I lived there and when I went back immediately after I came back I always viewed the city with like rose-coloured glasses and that it was the best city on earth and why would you live anywhere else other than Liverpool because it is amazing, the people are amazing, everything there is amazing and I think since I left it has gone a bit downhill, like a few things have closed and I don't know, the, the, the feeling of Liverpool isn't quite the same anymore and I just don't know why, it's so so different but then this is the thing, like people move on, all the people that we used to know that were students when we were students have obviously moved on, like it's been like four maybe even has it been no four years yeah maybe since I've been there as a student and people have got older and people have matured or like moved away or got jobs and don't drink every weekend anymore don't party anymore and it's it just it's like sad as well like it's heartbreaking when you go back and it just doesn't feel the same and you have these expectations where you're so excited to go out and have a night out in Liverpool just like old times and when you get there it just it's not and it's not the same and I don't know it kind of dampens your memories a bit and I think that's why I'm not rushing to go back to Liverpool again for probably a very long time because I don't want to have those bad memories where I'm comparing every time I go to what it used to be like when I was there years ago as a student and yeah it's just really really sad to be honest. And I miss it. I miss Liverpool. I miss my uni days. But I need to look at it as in they are memories. They had, they did happen. And I have them as memories. I can look back on and laugh at and be happy that they happened. But they aren't going to happen again. And there's going to be no time like that time in your name. I just have to suck it up and get on with it. Because it will never feel the same again. It will never be that time again where all these people are friends. And people used to see and all the bars and the clubs 
they're not going to be there anymore. So we have to let let all the new people come, all the new babies, the 18-year-olds, and have their memories in Liverpool and hope that they have as amazing a time as I did back back in the day, back in the old days, now that I'm a OAP, good grief. But the same kind of goes for back home, like in Lurgan, where I'm from. So I never go home. I very, very rarely go home. I went home at Christmas before going to New York for New Year's Eve and I haven't been home since. I've booked to go home in August because my friend's getting married. And honestly, like if she hadn't booked her wedding for August, would I have gone back at all? I don't know. Like I have no reason to go back really like obviously all my family are there and my friends some of my friends are there because most of my friends have moved abroad but my mum and dad come over to London more often than obviously I go home and like they're coming over in June they've been over here for Christmas and they were over here in February as well my dad's birthday so to me I don't really go home for anything I don't feel like I need to go home but it's also when I go out and when I go home all my friends aren't there anymore like they've moved on and they've moved to different places so I feel like I don't know anybody in my own town, like where I'm from, and I don't have things to do, or I don't have places to go to, places I used to work, it's full of like new people, I don't know them, where I used to go and drink, it's full of new people, younger people, people I don't know, and it's just, it's such an odd feeling, like you just don't feel like you kind of belong there anymore, like you don't feel like you fit in, it, everything has changed, like you'll have all the older ones and like our old family friends and like people that used to drink in the bars, when I was younger and things like that all stays the same the people at work in some of the places all that all stays the same but I think it's more people like my age range that have all moved to Australia like everyone else in Ireland and people that live over in England and just or have started families like bought houses they're married they have kids like it's it's insane to kind of be this age when everyone's at different stages of their lives where they have kids they have a husband or they have a house or they're saving for a house or they're engaged and I'm over here renting an extremely expensive apartment paying five pound for a coffee every day and just having this it's just a wild thing that your life is just so different but home doesn't feel like home anymore and I don't think it ever will do because I've been away now for so long since I was 18 and I have no intention of going back or anything like my life is away from home Plus having a boyfriend who is Welsh, like that kind of separates me from home as well. And I don't know, it's a weird one, but every time I go home, it's kind of like chasing old memories and old times and like things have moved on. Like it's been like eight years. Yeah, eight years. It's a long, long time since I moved away and things are very, very different. But even the same goes for like London. Like I lived in London a few years ago and I've come back and even though I'm at the same job like London kind of feels the same like London doesn't feel any different at all I didn't miss London in the slightest so I don't really think there was anything there to compare it to but my job wise like since Covid there's been no events there's been nothing as exciting as my placement year like you will know I went to the Brit Awards I went to London Fashion Week like I did all these crazy crazy things but it's been nowhere near the same like this year like I've been there 12 months now and it hasn't been anywhere near near the same but I, I still love my job like I love what I do And I do sometimes wish I could go back to that year, my placement year, and relive it because it was so amazing. And then if I compare this to New York, like my year living in New York with like a hundred other people was insane. And obviously I met my boyfriend and we went through like that whole dating phase in New York. And I'm so happy that that happened, that I have that experience of New York and I can kind of remember that and like look back on it. But 
New York is so, so different where I, every time I go, I don't compare it to previous times. Like maybe if I lived there again, maybe I would because I wouldn't have that social group anymore. And I wouldn't have like all those parties to go to or all these things to do, but I would still have my boyfriend. Like we would do everything that we used to do, like go to Chinatown and like go for a walk, like go for brunch and go explore the city, which is what I love to do the most. So with New York is very different. Like I'm always chasing New York anyway, but I'm not chasing the time and a place. I'm always chasing future New York and what I can do, what I can go back and see what's new. Whereas like Liverpool, I go back and I'm kind of walking up Bowl Street and I want that same feeling that I used to have when I walked up Bowl Street and I love the city and it's just, it's not there anymore. Or like when I used to go to my old bar, like Lanigan's and walk in and be like, I love this place. I just don't have that anymore. Like it's so, it's so weird and so different. But with New York, I just want to be on those streets. And every time I go and I feel that, oh, I'm in New York. Like with that sense of grinding. I don't know, what's the word? Like I, I feel grounded when I'm in New York. And I don't know how to explain it, but that is literally how I feel. And I'm, yeah. With Liverpool, yes, I'm chasing a time and a place and memory. Same as with back home in Ireland and parts of me in London as well. But with New York, it's kind of always chasing the future. So it's different, but yeah, I think I kind of have to, I've come to the realization I need to let go of Liverpool and my memories and what it was like. And the special place it holds in my heart will always be there, of course, but I will never be moving back to Liverpool. I will never be having a life in Liverpool again. I'll visit the odd time, but I don't think I'll do it too much because it just kind of pains me a little that it isn't anywhere near the same. But yeah, that's quite like a sad little podcast episode, that ending. But I would love to know your own thoughts as well about what you think of the whole chasing a time and a place. Is there anywhere that you've gone back to and you've kind of thought it would be the same and it wasn't? Or you miss a time and a place of a once that once was or your memories that you have somewhere? I would love to know. So please do let me know on Instagram at Orla Clare or on Twitter at Orla Shanks PR. I'm available in the dms as always and thank you so much for listening to these random ramblings i hope you enjoyed it and i will see you next time and update you on my period tablets my home again and what i've got coming up again at the end of this month because it's gonna be hectic and i'll be starting my 90 day challenge which i will inform you of as well and i'm very excited to do so again thank you so much for listening and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and i will see you next time bye